tonight At daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Don't keep your heart from me For someday I'll return And you'll know you're the only one I'll ever love Too many nights Too many stars Too many moons to change your mind If I'm gone too long Don't forget where you belong When the stars come out Remember you are mine So keep your heart for me But someday I'll return And you'll know you're the only one I'll ever love Ever love Hi, Jeff. Well, hello, Alicia. How are you? It's so nice to see you. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing well, too. Been in quarantine for four or five months. I think I've watched more TV and movies than I ever have in my life. <laughs> Me, too. Me, too. I can't believe it's been so long, you know. I, I love your background, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Looks good. Something special for today. And it's just it. weird with no Turner Classic Movie Film Festival, no Comic-Con. No. It's just seems- no Telluride, no TIFF, no... A cruise, it's it's such a strange year. It is. I, at least I got in Sundance before everything hit. So that, I know. Uh, I'm jealous. I didn't go. You so didn't go this year, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, let's talk about uh, TCM, Someone Under the Stars. Uh, 31 actors, uh, 24 hours to a single star. We have 12 new actors this year. And I think, you know, being a Las Vegas native, we got to talk about Sammy Davis Jr. Because I think he is one of the greatest entertainers of the 20th century and the Rat Pack and Ocean's Eleven and Robin of the Seven Hoods. But there's some also some movies that I've never heard of. You know, I love when he does his dramatic acting because he was so much more than a comedian and a singer. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought him up because he is the one I'm most excited for in this Summer Under the Stars Festival this year because of the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, you get to see how entertaining and mesmerizing he was as as a singer in films like Sweet Charity, where he has that great rhythm of life dance number, uh, where he plays a cult leader and you think, yeah, I would probably join any cult that was led by (laughs) Sammy Davis Jr. because he's so electric. But then to also look at his dramatic roles with films like Anna LaCosta, which is an all-black cast and he plays opposite Eartha Kitt. He plays this sailor called Danny who has issues with the alcohol and he's sort of her on and off boyfriend. And then a man called Adam where he plays a jazz trumpeter called Adam Johnson. And you go through his whole career as a trumpeter, again, struggles with alcohol and also struggles with racism. And the thing that really stands out when you watch his dramatic roles is just how much of an instinctual actor he was the emotions seemed to come from a real place. They weren't, uh, you know, just imagined or directed. He really seemed to be living those moments. And as we know, he had a pretty tough life as well as, you know, as being a wonderful entertainer. He struggled with his own health addictions and um, problems and also a lot of racism too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to A Man Called Adam. I've never seen that before, so I'm looking forward to that. And also, he's such a legend here in Las Vegas. We have a street named after him near the Strip. Um, and also, he was not only an incredible performer and entertainer and actor, but he was also just for, for he was an activist and fighting mm-hmm. segregation. Most people know Las Vegas, Las Vegas has one of the worst segregated histories in the country. And he would do the Rat Pack, and he would do it at the Sands Hotel. Then he would go over to the Moulin Rouge, which was all black um, 
hotel and casino where he would perform all night after performing on the strip. So the man has got so many different facets to his life. And I'm so glad you guys are honoring him this year with Summer Under the Stars. Me too. And like you said, it's such an important activist. He was on the march to Washington, heard the Martin Luther King speech, I had a dream. And like members of the Rat Pack, he supported President Kennedy's campaign. But unlike the other members, he wasn't allowed to go to the inauguration because he was with a white woman at the time and President Kennedy was worried about you know, people from the South having issues with his relationship. So you really see when you look at his career how much he had to struggle against that some of the other members of the Rat Pack didn't have to. And I'm so glad you're including uh, Goldie Hawn this summer because she is one of the actresses that I grew up with as a child. You know, Foul Play seems like old times, uh, <laughs> Overboard. I mean, just there's so many great films that she's always been there for me. I always think of her as one of those actresses. And I think her pairing with Chevy Chase was the perfect comedy team since they did more than one film together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, foul play and it seems like old times. These two together just had such a wonderful chemistry. And you see with Goldie Hawn that right from her very beginnings on film with Cactus Flower with Walter Matthau, and then she went on to do There's a Girl in My Suit with Peter Sellers, she could hold her own when she was paired with these comedic giants because she had that natural comedic ability, which she showed on television before she went to film. But it's incredible to see some of her early films and you see how strong she was with improvising. And that's why she had such a great relationship with people like Chevy Chase on screen. It seems like Old Times is one of my favorites because it reminds you of a, a screwball comedy, something like Talk of the Town. But instead of Cary Grant and Jean Arthur, you have Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. And Chevy Chase is just her annoying ex-husband who's on the run from the law and hiding in her house. It's such a joy to watch her and I'm glad that she's being honored for the very first time on our Summer Under the Stars. Of course, seems like old times. Uh, Aurora's chicken pepperoni. <laughs> and I love Charles Grodin that too. And he's like, there's another dog. There's another dog under the covers. You know, I, I love that film. And believe it or not, I have never seen Cactus Flower. So I'm really excited to see that for the first time. I've heard of it. And I know she won the Academy Award and Walter Matthau was one of my favorites, but to finally get to see it uncut and commercial free, it's really exciting. That's right. You know, you get to see her from the very start of her career and also playing against legends, not only Walter Matthau, but Ingrid Bergman is in the film as well. And Walter Matthau plays this dentist who pretends he's married to his uh, girlfriend, played by Goldie Hawn, but secretly his dental assistant, who's played by Ingrid Bergman, is in love with him. So there's a really nice love triangle dynamic between these three incredible actors, two that had very established careers and one, Goldie Hawn, that was just at the very beginning. And I'm excited you're, you're showcasing Nina Fosh because I'm a William Holden's my favorite actor and I've seen Executive Suite so many times. And she's also an American in Paris and Spartacus. So I'm glad she's getting a little time in the spotlight this month. Me too, because she's one of those actors that people would recognize because she has been in so many films, but she's not necessarily someone who necessarily gets the spotlight very often. But as we see in movies, like you mentioned, you know, you think of Executive Suite, that is jam-packed with these incredible actors, both men and women, with people like Barbara Stanwyck. And then you have Nina Foch, who just really holds her own against all these mighty powers. And so that's what's so great about Summer Under the Stars is that we get to dedicate these days to character actors. You know, early on in the month, we had a day for SC Cuddles Sokol, who was another character actor you would recognize from many musicals with Judy Garland and also with Barbara Stanwyck, uh, Christmas movies, but not someone who necessarily gets his time to shine. 
And, you know, returning this year are two of my favorites, Burt Lancaster and Steve McQueen. And one of the greatest moments ever was at TCM Fest uh, last year when I saw Bullet at the Chinese Theater. I just, you know, so to see, I could watch that anytime. Anything with Steve McQueen or Burt Lancaster, you know, from Five Days in May until the Trapeze Artist. I mean, I'm so excited to see my two favorites back where I can sit for 48 hours and yeah. watch them straight. I know. Well, we all need a lot of escapism at the moment and uh, something to watch while we're inside our homes doing self-isolation. And, you know, Burt Lancaster and Steve McQueen, both two of the coolest guys on screen. You cannot take your eyes away from them when they're on there. But much more than just pretty faces, both of these actors were very hard workers. Burt Lancaster was a producer behind the, uh, behind the scenes. Um, you know, Steve McQueen often directed himself. He said that he would do movies, uh, he'd do his takes twice, one the way the director wanted it and one the way that he wanted it. So both of these actors had a huge input to their careers and made such a range of movies. So that's what's also fun about these days is that you get to explore all different kinds of genres. And of course, Olivia de Havilland, we lost 104 yeah. years old, but we're celebrating her this month. So what, a, what an established and incredible career she had. She had such a legacy on and off the camera. You know, on camera, we get to see her both of these, both as these ingenue love interest roles that she did with people like Errol Flynn, you know, most notably The Adventures of Robin Hood and Captain Blood. But she, you always got the sense there was something more that she had to offer. And then she showed that with films like Gone with the Wind, where she was nominated for her first Oscar performance. And behind the scenes, you know, she took Warner Brothers to court and ended up changing the way that actors were locked into these seven year contracts. Before she took them to court, Betty Davis tried and failed, but Olivia was able to argue that these seven year contracts that were then extended when they put actors on suspension were unlawful under California law. So she ended up changing things. It was called the de Havilland decision. So it's fun to not only celebrate her life on film, but also her life in uh, creating film history and changing the way things worked for actors at the time. And also this month, you're honoring George Raft, who I understand cinematically and historically gangster films, but I never understood him. I never understood the appeal <laughs> of George Raft. I try, but I just think I just don't get him. Yeah, I think he is an acquired taste. I mean, unlike someone like Humphrey Bogart, who seems to be more widely loved by people, George Raft is someone that you love, particularly if you enjoy film noirs. I know Eddie Muller is a big fan of George Raft, but I enjoy seeing him in films like They Drive By Night when he was paired with Humphrey Bogart. And I think he's interesting because he had such an effect on Bogart's career. Bogart ended up getting a lot of his big breaks because George Raft decided not to take those roles. And George Raft is the kind of actor that we just don't see today. He's someone who is such a believable gangster and had a lot of ties to the criminal underworld in real life. He was kind of living and breathing the type of actors that we saw him on screen. And that's what I find appealing about George Raft, just this fascinating person that seemed to really embody the gangster characters that he played. And he was wonderful in a Jerry Lewis film called The Ladies' Man, where he was picking oh, yes. up the date. And he was a great dancer. And him and Jerry did this incredible dance sequence in The Ladies' Man. So I thought that was really brilliant. That's what you don't think about when you think about George Raft. Also with people like James Cagney, you know, they could do it all. They could do the gangster films and they could dance as well. And finally today, is there anyone that you would love to personally recommend for Summer on the Stars? Someone that you would, uh, that's personal to you? 
Well, I was really interested to get to host the Anne Shirley Day, which is coming towards the end of the month. Again, she's an actor that not many people would know about. And I didn't know too much about her life, apart from the fact that she wasn't born with the name Anne Shirley. She chose that name after being cast as the character Anne Shirley in Anne from Green Gables. And I had seen that film, of course, when I was young. So I definitely feel a personal nostalgic draw to her. And then when you get to see her in later films like Stella Dallas with Barbara Stanwyck, you see how much she was able to bring to that kind of role. I think, again, she's someone that doesn't often get to be celebrated in this way. And she's someone who was fascinating for me to learn more about with her career. She left Hollywood at a young age, but she had been working since she was a toddler. So by that stage, she was already a Hollywood veteran. Well, it's so exciting to have you back here, Alicia, and I'm excited about Summer Under the Stars. And uh, hopefully you'll come back next month for uh, Women Make Film. We'll talk about that too. Oh, I would love that. I would love that, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so nice to talk to you and I hope you stay safe over there. I will. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon.